0: Welcome back, everybody, to Go Help Yourself, a comedy self-help podcast to make life suck less. I am Lisa Linky. I am one of your co-hosts. Not present today is Misty Stinnett, the other one of your co-hosts. She is not here today, unfortunately. I do have a special guest host coming in, but let's all just take a moment and send our love to Misty. Nothing's wrong with her. She's just not here, but I really want to say I miss having Misty. Okay. Moment gone. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the comedy podcast where each week we read and review a popular self-help book on Fridays, and we tell you all the goods and the bads about it. And uh, within under an hour, you'll know uh, if it's a good idea for you to buy this book and support the author and spend your hard-earned cash and time and energy, give it to this person. Or if you should avoid it, like the corona and keep a mask on. Don't even look at it. And you're welcome for this service that we are providing because we want to be of service and help you because this genre is full of lots of stuff. That's Fridays. That's not this episode. Tuesdays, we lovingly call our weekly beef. And it's where we do anything supplemental self-help. So sometimes we have articles or trivia or thought-provoking questions. It can be anything. And today, we happen to have a very special guest and if you tune into Friday's episode, you already know who it is. Ladies and gentlemen, Andy, Andy J! Andy, I just bumped the microphone with my boob. That's how excited I was. Andy, welcome back to Go Help Yourself. Oh, did you miss us?
1: I, yes, I have been just beside myself since we talked last.
0: <laughs> okay, I'm going to do a quick bio for those of you that uh, have not heard the previous episode where he covered... The Lazy Genius Way by Kendra, what is her name? Adachi. Adachi, thank you. Andy is a designer and ideation junkie who has designed learning and development programs for over two decades. He started when he was a baby. He has helped hundreds of corporations to develop their employees on topics ranging from sales enabling to fast feedback to inclusion to executive presence. On the consumer side, he creates interactive ideation labs to help brands co-create with consumers to test, position, innovate, and communicate. That sounds not as fun as those things are. They're incredibly wonderful. If you're in marketing, you want to be there. Andrew was the head of the writing program for Second City Training Center from 2011 to 2016. He holds an MA in playwriting from Miami University of Ohio. He continues to perform, write, and improvise in his hometown of LA. He's a near and dear friend of mine. And Andy is the founder, uh, co-founder of Fair Play Communications, which uses the philosophies of improvisation to support learning and human connections. Andy, welcome back. Oh, oh Lisa. My God. Ugh, Andy. Okay, so... For this weekly beef, we talked about what you could uh, provide to our longtime listeners, maybe our newfound tiny pocket friends. Andy, you and I talked about you helping our listeners learn about this concept of a power check-in. Can you tell us what that is? Is that like where you bring in weights when you're like, you start the Zoom meeting and you're lifting weights or like you just like scream it at the top of your lungs, like, we're going to do this. Tell me how you are. That's my vision. Well, yeah,
1: it's, it's the weight part. You have to like check for someone's power. So it's like, like when trucks have to stop on the side of the road to be weighed. It's yes, like, how much yes. power do you have walking into this meeting today? Are you like ten percent, twenty percent? If you're less than fifty percent, don't even bother.
0: <laughs> battery. Is, what is your battery usage? I got it. I got, exactly. it. I got it.
1: Yeah, yeah. How charged are you? Uh, well, the the thing that I've noticed in working with humans. And working with companies lately is like, at this juncture into the pandemic, work from home, kids at home, employees scattered, employees like moving to other places just because now they can, like all the different challenges on top of all the social unrest, were this many months after the murder of George Floyd and organizations have tried to make those necessary and all too late reactions in terms of their equity and diversity, equity, and inclusion programs. And now they're starting to like, the rubber's meeting the road. Like, do they really mean it? Or was it a lot of activity very quickly? And like, what does that look like over time? They've done the, the, the window dressing. Now, what does the real stuff look like? And as people become just stretched, how do people check in with each other? How do people... Continue to have the conversations when you show up on a Zoom and you just look at people's faces and you're like, "Ooh, everyone is wrecked. Everyone is wrecked."
0: Yeah, and just to timestamp this, this is the middle of January, and this will be released in the later part of February. But yeah, I mean, it hasn't been a year, but this has been a very trying time with multiple national and international crises, right? Like the global pandemic, the racial reckoning that we've had uh, in our country, vaccine play out, you know, the play out of the vaccine rollout, like everything that happened before and leading up to the inauguration. Andy and I don't know how it turns out. Don't tell us. Don't spoil it for us. We're all stretched thin on so many levels. And I think it's just very natural. It's a human condition to want to check in with somebody when you meet them. How are you doing, right? Or when you are getting together at the start of a meeting, you especially when you're disparate and you're on Zoom, it feels like a very natural thing to ask how people are to kind of bring you together, at least mentally, if you're not there physically, but that can be wearing and do people want to be honest and do people feel comfortable being honest? I'm terrible today, right? Like what is the, what is the line with professional? So what are people supposed to do?
1: Yeah. What do you, I mean, what do you do? And so I I think sometimes people don't want to even go there and they'd rather, they're rather not. Sometimes people like, how do you pick it up after if someone says, "I'm really rough. It's a rough week." Okay, let's get to work. Like, how do you yeah, make that? Like,
0: yeah, Andy. Andy said he had a really rough week. How about you, Lisa? Well, I actually got a great bonus, so mm-hmm. I'm I'm living my life. I got the vaccine. It's tough to share space with people who are not only in disparate locations but in disparate realities right now. You yeah. know,
1: it gets mean, tough for it's tough for everyone to to do that. One of the things that It has been proven to be helpful is just the the architecture around a check-in. Like, what does that look like? Mm -hmm. As much one-on-one, whether it's like with a friend or a colleague, or if you're in a position of leadership, like how do you actually check in with someone knowing that like, you don't have all day to be having these conversations. Mm
0: -hmm. Uh,
1: How can you kind of focus that up, but also get to the, the good stuff and let people know you can be real. You don't have to be like both are true. You can let it all hang out and also you're not required to if you really want this space to be like buttoned up because I think there's value sometimes like I have to I have to pull it together to be in this conversation. Just the act of doing that allows me to kind of focus on something different and we're I think in a given week we're in both places.
0: I love that you said that that, that could also be for friends, right? Like we can give people the space and permission to answer however they want um, but it is weird if you don't check in with people in the midst of a global pandemic and a crisis. It's weird if you just kind of ignore that people might be in crisis. (laughs) Just kind of like, glad you're here. Let's talk about Q4. That is a little jarring in and of itself and can feel artificial or insensitive. So can you give me an example? If If we were starting a Zoom meeting, can you maybe give me an example if we role play a little bit? How might you set that up? What would it actually look like if you were my manager or my coworker? How would you physically even say that?
1: Yeah, I would. I would start with a, uh, a question that uses about or with. So rather than okay. just saying "How are you doing?" that's a lot for me to take on cognitively. Like, how, how do I? Where do I even start? But I might say, hmm. Lisa, how, how are you doing with everything that's gone on this week? I might oh, focus it up.
0: Yeah. <laughs> or oh, just this week, I see. So yeah. like just this week, or maybe even more specific, like on a friendship level, how are you doing with groceries? How are you doing with masks? Do you need something with that, just to kind of open the door a tiny bit?
1: Yeah, and if it, it, it depends on how much you that person has already let you in, how much you might know. Like you might, I might ask mm-hmm. someone, how are you doing with balancing your kids being home and also this huge project that you're working on? How are yeah. you doing with, especially if it's someone who's m- more directly impacted by some of the headlines or the news? I might ask, like, how are you doing with all the stuff that's been in the news this week?
0: Yeah, I love that. And then my assumption is, because Andy and I have traveled around the world teaching communication (laughs) workshops, is that you then need to make space for the answer.
1: Yes. Step two would be listen. Just listen. It's not about having to have a solution, an answer. It really is just providing that time to listen. The thing with this is it it may may be more of a download. It may not be more of a download. If it's the first time you've ever Mm -hmm. asked that person... They may not want to give you the ten minute version. They may give you the thirty second version,
0: yeah, yeah. That trust is built then, over time. Is there another step or or how do you segue from that right into work because that also could feel choppy. Yeah. How are you doing with all of the the protests that have been going on? It's really unnerving. Yeah. Let's look at q four. like how do you how do you segue into the into the into the actual business of the call if it is a business call?
1: Well, first let's let's presume that you are a kind human being who actually cares about how other people feel.
0: I mean, okay.
1: Table stakes. But then the third piece is to acknowledge or affirm. And it's not necessarily about like having the solution or the solve. It might be asking you another question, but it really is mm-hmm. just affirming what that person has said, making sure that you understand. And it may be another question to, to follow up.
0: I love that. And then you can move forward if it seems like the time is right. Yeah. So the three steps are: ask specific question about not or with, just a general about or with. Listen to the answer and then affirm or acknowledge. And I'll note that that doesn't necessarily mean agree. Someone could say, "I participated in a defund the police protest this week," and you may not personally agree with that, but you can affirm and validate and acknowledge that that is in fact what their experience is. Yeah, like And like, maybe a follow-up question. Was that really intense? What was that like for you?
1: And then I can be kind of uh, acknowledge, like I hear that you're really exhausted after that week of really being part of that mm-hmm. group. Thanks for letting me know. I in. hear that
0: you're involved. It's, it, it, yeah. it has a lot of meaning for you. Thank you for sharing that. I think it might be a nice way to kind of segue rather than staring.
1: <laughs> staring and awkwardly.
0: Mm-hmm. My I dad saw. is a cop let's look at Q4, right? I don't think that's a, I don't think that's a smooth way to go. Cause it's, again, you're putting the focus on the other person. So can we try one where I, where I do it?
1: Yeah. Where you do the power check-in with me?
0: I do a power check-in with you. Yeah. um, And let's say it's, let's say that I'm checking in with my boss. Oh, Um, I love it. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to do a manage up here. Hey, Andy, thank you so much for joining the call.
1: Oh yeah, I was glad I could I could fit this in. Thanks for like, even inviting me.
0: Before everybody else hops on, I, I guess I just wanted to check in with you and see how how you're doing and how you're feeling about all the things that have happened at the Capitol this week. I know. I, I was stressed, so I just wanted to check in with you.
1: Oh, thanks. I, I guess it was just a lot to have to watch. I felt myself I'm myself really distracted. Uh, and not knowing like to push things back, I had to have a mm-hmm. few conversations with people just to to understand are are people going to need time to focus on this or
0: mm-hmm. are people
1: going to be able to continue with their work and I had to make some decisions and that was that was kind of tough to to balance workload and and just giving people some space to focus on that. And it, the thing was giving myself some space to focus on that too. It was just hard yeah. you can look away.
0: Yeah, I really relate to that. I also could not look away. I had to push a couple things back and just also give myself space. So I, I really relate. And along with that, I did want to let you know that I will not be turning in that report because I had to give myself some space.
1: Well, I don't know what this meeting is for then, just because this meeting was about that it was report for me
0: to tell you that I'm not turning in that
1: report. Oh, uh, so. is there anyone else showing up to this meeting?
0: No, I lied. Also, I wanted to tell you that I lied about this meeting. (laughs) Andy, okay, that makes sense to me. I feel like I uh, asked a specific about or with. I was confused about the phrasing, but the about was more about like your feelings about something or like your experience with something, right?
1: Nope, I think that just with that about or with, the fact that we often leave it so open that people don't even know where to start. So it already serves Mm -hmm. up an easier landscape when I <laughs> yeah. narrow it, when I narrow it down.
0: It's very different than, so, tyranny, huh? Yeah. Like, it's very different. And then I listened and then I affirmed and then immediately made it about myself, which I think is probably what most people would do. But you can affirm by also relating.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It can yeah. look different for different people. It could be based on your relationship as well. I think the worst thing to do is try to ignore it. And I think that that's, at this juncture, being in the pandemic this long to just pretend like nothing else is going on outside. I think I see that actually impacting organizations and, and relationships in a really negative way when people almost try to pretend like it's not happening, that, like mm. nothing's happening. And especially around like, lines of inclusion.
0: Yeah. Well, with the few minutes we have left, I just want to let people know. So you mentioned you seeing that impacting organizations and what is a way that Fair Play Communications can help with this? Because nobody gets training. I have my MBA. I never got training about what to do in a pandemic. You know, there's no class about there's marketing and PR, you know, like crisis response. But nobody knows how to manage people when they're going through dual crises, you know, or when they have to work at home with their kids. Like Nobody was taught that. So, what are ways that organizations like Fair Play, and, and Fairplay in particular? Let's get real; I'm biased. Can help uh, help managers help uh, entire cultures? Like, wh- how are you supporting people through this pandemic and companies?
1: You said it. People just haven't had the chance to practice it or even focus on it. Like we do, we're in new, we're off the rails completely. So no one has the has had the chance to understand how to build that skill to have these kind of check-ins. So one of the things that I get to do and that Fair Play does is give people a chance to, to practice skills like this, specifically for this unprecedented, terrible, sometimes just like profoundly challenging time and let people practice those conversations, understand some structures to put around them so that they can continue to do the, the stuff that feels like business critical because what people are discovering is that 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 sense of keeping the business afloat isn't going to happen unless they're also able to keep the people operating at their best.
0: Yeah. I mean, I really, my, I was telling you earlier, my favorite tweet was, somebody said, it was on January 6th, and they said, there's a coup happening in Washington. Do we have to keep working? And they, they said, that's the most American sentence I've ever heard in my life. And yeah, I don't know how you address that. I don't know how you address that as a manager. I remember on 9 11 working and what my manager said, you know, which was go home. But not everybody had that luxury and privilege. Mm-hmm. So I just really want to say thank you, Andy, for doing the work of helping make workplaces feel more human and more connected and more, more wholehearted, you know?
1: Yeah, that ability to bring those, that full self, I think it's such a, a tension point. Like, what's the full self? How much of me do you want to bring? And how much of me do I need to? like subvert to be able to be a part of and to collaborate to be a part of this company and like that, that tension point and balancing between. We want both both fully, yeah. fully yeah. a part of and a fully your yourself. And I think that that is, organizations are being challenged to master that faster now. Yeah.
0: Master faster. Master faster. Well, of course, all of the uh, fair play communication links will be in show notes. You can swipe, but you can always look uh, online at fairplaycommunications.com. And feel free to reach out and connect with Andy and see how he can help you. And I I think I'd like to know if anybody, any of our listeners try to do this power check-in with your family members or coworkers, colleagues, or employees that you, or or mentees. Let us know. Let us know how it goes. And yeah, Andy, thanks for giving us this new skill. Thanks,
1: Lisa, for power checking in with me.
0: Yes. Well, may your power check-ins. Be abundant. abundant. Go Help Yourself was produced by Misty Stinnett and Lisa Linky. Our theme song was written by the inimitable Matt Sav. Inimitable! There's nothing we love more than hearing from you. Email us at gohelpyourselfpodcast at gmail.com. We're also at Go Help Podcast on Instagram and at G H Y Podcast on Twitter. And you can go old school and check out our website at gohelpyourselfpodcast.com. It basically is a fancy PowerPoint slide. If you liked our podcast, <laughs> please subscribe, rate, and review because it helps.